Welcome to the Sojo Show with Jen and AJ, where you'll dig deep into God's Word alongside two imperfect, frequently ineloquent women as we discover fresh ways to walk out God's truth together. Hello, AJ. I have a question. All right. Are you ready? Go for it. Is it payback time for the last one you, no. I asked you? No, mine's easier. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, good. Thank you. You'll actually be able to answer mine. What is the most valuable piece of jewelry that you own and why? Okay, that is easy. I told you. So it's I'm totally, nicer than you. <laughs> yes. Well, 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 that is debatable. All right. Y'all don't believe I just, that. I just want it to be put out there at the beginning of the... <laughs> All right, go. No, this is the most valuable piece of jewelry. Okay, definitely my wedding ring. And I will say that it is, my diamond is really small, but, and my husband has asked me many times over 28 years of marriage, do you want a bigger diamond? And Mm -hmm. I'm like, always, no, I do not. Because he sold one of his most prized possessions, which as a Florida boy was his boat. Is this like a little woman story? Yes, yes, he sold his boat. To buy me this ring. Oh, that is so like, sweet. you know, in his little itty bitty 20 days. So I'm in totally 20 not days, in his 20s, you mean? He was, yeah, early 20s. Itty bitty. He was itty bitty. Well, Love I it. have a son that's like <laughs> almost 20. So I, we apologize to all this. We, we apologize to all the 20 year olds listening. You're not babies. <laughs> but secretly, yes, you are. <laughs> we have children in their 20s. So. <laughs> Oh, that goes back to the age story. Oh, I just told on myself. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Okay. okay. <laughs> we may have to. The back. last episode that AJ asked me about how old I was. And yes, I'm not going to tell. I sure did. I, went, I totally went there on our very first episode. I'm not going to tell. But she did not give it up. Except I have a 23-year-old son, so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I had him later in life. So there you go. Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh you're oh, Okay. You are totally oh, digging your own hole. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. But Jen, what about you? What is your... Oh, most valuable. Are you turning yes. this around? You have to totally tell us. Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, I, it's not, it, I mean, it's probably the same, Yeah. but I don't have as good a story about it, but the, it's probably my, it's would be my engagement ring only because of what it signifies, right? right. Because it's valuable because of what it signifies. Now, yes, there is the monetary value to, to the ring and, you know, to all jewelry to some extent, but it's most valuable because it signifies a a love that has in our case thus far (laughs) last 27 years that's right yeah hopefully it'll be another few 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 months at least that will (laughs) (laughs) hang in there (laughs) no I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding love you Brad no so it it signifies a love so it's it is Mm -hmm. of great value and that's kind of what we're going to talk about today yes it sure is and wisdom is like that. Wisdom is valuable. Yes. And in the book of Proverbs, which is the series that we are now discussing in on the podcast, in the book of Proverbs, a lot of times there, it, the um, author who, in this case, we're going to be talking about verses like chapters 10 through 22, which were written by Solomon. And oftentimes the value of a proverb is because, I mean, it's kind of correlating to things like silver and gold Mm -hmm. and gems and riches. So are those like similes or metaphors? What do you call those? It depends on if it says, Lord, what is it like or as? That would be a simile. Okay. But otherwise it would be a metaphor. metaphor. 
Yes. Okay, so we're getting now, all grammar. I was about to say, I was not a grammar girl, though, so I could be wrong on that. Someone can totally correct us. Yes, yes, totally. Um, but regardless, so, and we actually, here's the deal. So this is why we, why I asked this question, because the chapters between 10 and 22, as I mentioned, they are Proverbs of Solomon, and they seem to be pretty random. They are definitely covering a wide variety of topics. So some of the topics, for example, if you were to be interested, there's lots and lots of topics, including friendship, including your health, your finances, including parenting, Mm -hmm. including marriage and a house, home, whatever you call that, home Home making, making, yes. Apparently we don't do much. We're not actually at home right now at our home. So it includes sexuality and discipline and a lot of them talk about speech and, you know, the tongue. Yes. So there are so many, many topics and they seem very random. And here's one of the things I think is really cool about this section. And what we're going to do today is I'm putting AJ on the spot a little bit and we're going to pick out a few proverbs and kind of look at them and and show how we would study them or what, how we would think through them so that maybe give you an example of how you can do the same because these chapters are pretty random. Yes. They seem to be pretty random. Right. And the verses from one verse to the next, it can totally left, left, left turn completely. Yes. There's a lot of comparisons and contrasts from one verse to the next, but a lot of times it just totally changes topics. And one of the reasons I really like this is because it's a little bit of a mirror of my life. Mm-hmm. Explain. Because I'm a little chaotic. I'm a little oh, random. Yeah, I can I'm, see that. I'm a little random. <laughs> and here's the cool thing about the book of Proverbs. It was completely and totally inspired by God. Yes. And even though it seems to be put together in a bit of a random way, God is in control of all of it. He is. He has done that for a purpose. And it reminds me of how my life, even though it seems very random at times, is under the sovereignty and control of God. Even when I feel like I'm taking a left turn at every verse, it's all under the control of God. So for anybody else feeling a little random or chaotic or out of control, Mm -hmm. just read Proverbs. Yes. And remember that it's, you know, God has it. God God has it. God is in control. We currently, when we're recording, life is kind of crazy and not just our personal lives, but in the world. And I suspect that whenever you're listening, whatever that it might be, that it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be true. Yes. And it's important to kind of realize the goodness and sovereignty of God. And that's one of the things that Proverbs does for me in these verses. Yeah. Well, that is always a great reminder as is. Should I dive into our, we're going to go. Slide? Yeah, let's do it. So we're okay. going to, we're going to go through just a couple of, this is the one book of the Bible where you can like parachute in and popcorn mm-hmm. out scripture. We we're so all about context. You're saying you can do the dip and skip you, with Proverbs. Oh, I've never called it that the way. Dip and skip. The dip and Put skip. Put your finger down and just go with it. The, the Bible roulette. It open, and, <laughs> open it up. Yep. Yeah, you can. Very unusual because normally what do we like? We do not like that. No, we're all about the context. That's right. Right. And if you keep listening to us, you're going to see there's a lot of context and that we discuss. But this particular, these particular chapters are very easy to, to pull out little truths. That's so right. go for it. First truth. All right. So let's use one of our metaphors. Hopefully. Metaphor simile. Hopefully. It's a metaphor. <laughs> I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that I'm getting this right. Okay. 
Otherwise, I just showed how ignorant I am. It's good. We're all good. So this is Proverbs 10 verses, verse 20. It says the tongue of the righteous is pure silver. Mm -hmm. The heart of the wicked is of little value. So here we have a little bit of comparison and contrast, Mm -hmm. right? With wicked versus righteous. We also have tongue versus heart, which is interesting if you kind of think about that. Mm -hmm. So the tongue of the righteous is pure silver, but the heart of the wicked is of little value. So we know that in other Proverbs, it talks about the tongue as a outflow of the heart. But the way this proverb states it is the tongue of the righteous and the heart of the wicked. So hmm, just some things to start mm-hmm. thinking about mm-hmm. and saying, okay, what does what is the significance of that? Why did he say the tongue of the righteous to start? And then the heart kind of peeling back that deeper layer of the wicked. And there's no like right or wrong answer. It's just one of those things to meditate on. If I were meditating on those Proverbs, that's one of the things I would start thinking about tongue versus heart. And then of course, pure silver and little value. That's kind of harsh to say somebody's heart is of little value. Right. Don't you think? And the whole silver thing, again, that comes back to the jewelry and the people that were listening to these Proverbs back in the day. That's right. Silver was a huge value. Yes. It was a huge value. So they can really see the differentiation there. And maybe, you know, was gold, how did it line up with silver? I'm thinking, okay, well, if the tongue was silver, maybe the heart is gold. Ooh, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. yeah. You, you do, we're are we're you, diving deep. Are you pulling a Solomon on me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it just, uh-huh. all of these things, as you start meditating on the passage, it starts to pull, you start to pull these little things out. Yeah. And then of course we think through that, yes, this is nice to read and it's very cute and it's, we could kind of get these things, but what, what does it mean for me? It means that if I do, I want to be of little use, do I want right. to be of no value? Right. I mean, honestly, what, I mean, that's our goal is to be of use to the kingdom, right. to God, to other people. Right. And that means that we should strive for this silver tongue. And you know, that's interesting. A silver tongue. Because silver tongue is not not a normally good thing. No, it's not. (gasps) That just came to see. So this is something else to think about. So a silver tongue usually is like somebody who's kind of slick. Yeah. But this is saying that our tongue is silver. It's a value. It's a a value. Right. It's a valuable. So, So that means practically speaking, I need to be conscientious about what comes out of my mouth. And you know what? It also, it tells me that even though we can have all sorts of jewelry and rings and fancy things on our bodies, the heart is really what matters. Right. And that's what I need to be focused on for myself, but also in other people. Is this another person who has a heart that is worthless? Because if so, maybe I don't need to be listening to them or giving them more space or weight in my value system. Yeah then they need to have. I mean, this has so many ramifications. Yeah, absolutely. And the whole, and, and then also going back to, because I immediately said, oh, I need to be careful what I say, you know, what my tone says. But immediately I thought, think to myself, I can't do that. Right. My personality is such that, I, I mean, it's very difficult for me and myself. But then I think, okay, so how does that actually happen? And that goes back to the heart issue. The heart. So I have to position myself where I am, focused 
every aspect of my life is focused mm-hmm. on the gospel, right? What God did for me, the grace that I've been given. And in doing that, then the tongue follows that yeah. you, you can't just say, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything that's going to be offensive today. It's, you have to be, you have to be looking towards and making attempts to glorify God in all things. And honestly, I think that's exactly what he was saying in yeah. this verse without saying it. Exactly. The tongue is the outflow from the heart. Mm-hmm. So that's where we need to focus. And obviously as believers in Jesus Christ, our heart has been renewed and we have a new heart. We are a new creation in Christ. And so living out our identity in Christ is really where the tongue gets the purification of silver that we are looking for. Yeah, that's true. All right. I've got another one. Go for it. Let's like, I actually chose three verses that are just to kind of prove the whole left turn theory that are in Proverbs 16 verses 31 through 33. So there's three verses side by side. One, two, three. The first one says, gray hair is a crown of glory. You know, watch it, that one, right? Uh, (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. All right. So gray hair is a crown of glory. It is gained in a righteous life. And we'll go back to that in a second. The next verse immediately says, whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty. One of those left turns. But he who rules his spirit, uh, and he who rules his spirit, than he who takes a city. So he's stronger than the one who takes the city. So that's the second verse. And then the third verse, the next verse right after it says the lot is cast into the lap, but it's every decision is from the Lord. And that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. That's probably my favorite verse in all of Proverbs. One of my favorites. And one of the things that is good to know and kind of reflecting on these things. So there's three different kind of thoughts here. The first one, the gray hair in, in that day, it was actually thought to be a sign of infirmity, of unhealth. And, and Solomon is disputing that and saying, actually, you know, this is a sign. And obviously not everyone gray hair is righteous, but the point is that you've lived long enough that it's not a sign of infirmity, but it is a crown of glory. Hey, can I just interject like yeah. a little something real quick here? Please do. That may be a little bit offensive to some of our <gasps> listeners. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> you've already offended the 20 year olds in life. Okay. Okay, so this morning I was listening to a short little video of this kid who was wanting to sell me a product that would like greatly improve my life. And he was like one of the babies we're talking about, like a baby. And so I'm thinking, okay, you have really nice hair. But do you really have the experience right. that you need to be telling me what I need to be doing right now? Right. Well, and then flipping it, flipping the script a little bit for the gray hair. And the other thing about this, the audience that was listening here is not everybody lived to have gray hair. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things he's saying is that if living a life of righteousness actually can allow you to live, like practically speaking, live longer. Wow. To have a crown of glory. Yeah, Think I about see that. that. Yeah. Because good. if you're not drinking and all the things he's telling you not to do, and right. you know, you're more likely to literally live longer. So right. it's not just a matter of, you know, having more wisdom in age, but actually reaching Extending your life, reaching an age to be able to have that crown of glory. Right. Cause you're making better choices. Yeah. In life. Yeah. You so are making good life choices. So I agree with you. And sometimes it's important to listen to people like that. That's, That's right. what you're talking about. Exactly. Listening to someone who is trying to 
express things that they have not necessarily lived. We've all experienced that. And there's nothing wrong with, with that because Bible also says that, you know, the, you know, the young are don't discount you just because you're young. Right. But it's really important that we use the wisdom. We allow those that are older than us. We listen to their wisdom. If they've lived righteous lives. I mean, you have a lot of years and miles and experience and knowledge, you know, why not use it? Exactly. Between us, we have a century. Are we going to admit that? We do. A century (laughs) of knowledge between us. Yes. Of course, I don't know how wise I was when I was young, but still. All right. So really quickly. So the next verse, when it says he who is slow to anger is better than the person who takes over a city. So warrior. And then the last one, I had to mention this one about the cast, the lot is cast, but every decision is from the Lord. So even though, even though I am, I'm casting the lots, mm-hmm. really, this says that the Lord's in control of where the dice fall. And you know what? That is so, so relieving. I mean, that is really good news because I sure would not want to be in charge of my own destiny. Yeah. I'd mess I know. it up. Oh, totally. Well, there's another quote about that. I can't remember what it is right now. I'll find it. I'll find it in the future, but totally. And, but we don't have to worry about that because we have a God who, as I mentioned earlier, is in control of all things. Right. And so we can make plans and, but we know if we are serving on, if we are, and this is not a universal truth, right? This is for those of us who are trusting in the work of Christ on the cross. We know that, you know, we can trust that all things are work together for our good and his glory. Now it is a universal truth that God is sovereign. Let me not, let me go back and rephrase that. I don't want to, I mean, God is sovereign over all things, even the wicked, right? Even the heart of the, the ruler, the whole thing, but for your life, if you are trusting in the work of the of Christ on the cross, then it's all for your good and his glory. And as Proverbs tells us, when we commit our way to him, he then directs our paths. Yes. So we don't have to get everything right. No. That is such good news. We no. don't have to have it all figured out. We don't have to have the end all planned and the path there perfectly mapped. We can trust where I'm going to commit this to the Lord and he's going to direct my path and the steps that I need to take along the way. That is just really great news. Yes, I agree. All right. So that just kind of is a couple of different examples. Um, and we'll leave it at that because yeah. we, we're kind of getting to the end of the road, but we wanted to end with two things. First of all, don't forget, actually, we haven't even mentioned this yeah. episode, but we have a resource to help you study the book of Proverbs sure do. and you can find that at sojohub.com backslash Proverbs 002. That is our show notes for today. And we have a free gift that we encourage you to download to show you some different ways you can do exactly what we did today That's right. and kind of diving into some of these proverbs. It will give you some things to look for, some questions to ask. It will just really aid you in digging out some of the little gems in the book of Proverbs. Yeah. Yep. So go there now and do that. And when you go find the show notes, the link will be there and you can download it. And then we're going to end with an audience question. Okay. A random Are we question. Gonna do it? We're going to do it. Let's do randomly. We have not thought through the answer to this. Nope. And if you have a question for us, email us and give yeah, it to us. We'll, this we'll, is, we'll do it. This is the Jen and AJ. Are you ready? Yeah. Q&A. All right. So really quick. All right. So this is a question. Let me just, choose. you know what? I think this one would be good because it kind of fits into our, uh, our first question. 
So someone wanted to know how we each met our husbands. Okay. You want to go first? Um, sure. <laughs> I'm stalling. <laughs> you forgot. <laughs> it has been a few years, you know? All right. I'll tell you real quick. All right. So these are quick questions. So my husband, we met when I was, so I am, I'm actually a pediatrician. For those of you who don't know, I'm a physician. I was in medical school and I was doing a rotation at home over Christmas so that I could spend time with my family. And my, this really cute guy showed up at church. I know I was not living here, but I was at, I came to church with my parents, obviously, while I was staying here. And this really cute guy who was in the army at the time, he was stationed at Fort Benning, which is where we live. And he showed up to church and my parents always invited soldiers who didn't have family to lunch on Sundays. All my whole life that happened. We always had soldiers at my house because my dad was in the military. My grandfather was in the military, the whole thing. So they invited him to lunch one Sunday when I happened to be in town and we met. That's how me and my husband met. And he was from California. He was in the army. Neither of us were living here. It was crazy town. We met. It was sovereignty of God and love at first sight. Kind of. Well, not love, probably. Well, like, like attraction, attraction at chemistry. First chemistry. We had the chemistry. Had the chemistry. <laughs> yeah, because he tells the story that he was trying to get to me, that he saw me and he was trying at, to at church. Oh, no, 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 okay. at church. Oh, he was trying to get to me. But then this older woman invited him to lunch. So he had to decide whether to go and chase the girl or have a free lunch. And then he but said, he didn't realize that the woman who asked is my mom. Was your mo- oh, okay. I know. this I know. Be like a book or a movie. Seriously. And so he, but he said, you know, this woman looks kind of familiar with both have red hair. And so he accepted the invitation and there I was. And there you go. There I was. Yeah. Oh, we were engaged six months later, married a year later. And we've been married now for 27 years. That is super duper sweet. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, you go. Okay. Well, you made that kind of hard to. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But interestingly enough, our story is similar in that my husband was also in the military. So Mm -hmm. we met through a mutual friend. So my husband was overseas serving in the Gulf War. I think that's what it was called back in the early 90s. And I did the whole soldier thing. Whereas your mom you invited the soldier. No, oh. it was like you wrote letters to soldiers, right? Oh. I mean, back then it was like a real yeah. thing. I don't yeah. know if they do that much anymore. No, they don't have letters. Nobody writes letters anymore. But yeah, but I actually wrote him a letter mm-hmm. and he got it. Of course, he thought it was probably stupid. I don't know if he thought anything of it or not, but it kind of opened the door. So that did when you know he came, him? No, I had no idea who he was. Oh, okay. I, I knew his name. I knew he was from my hometown. Yeah but I didn't know who he was. Mm -hmm. So he, but when he came back, I knew after that who he was like around town and he was a friend of one of my friends. And so a few months after he got back, my friend invited him to church. So my husband was not a place to meet your spouse. Guys, it really is. Go to church. It really is. There's the wisdom nugget (laughs) for the day. Right there, right there, right there. Church is a great place to meet your spouse. So my friend brought him to church. He ended up becoming a believer and we started going out. There you go. And then and the rest it. is history. And the rest is history. And we were married. You were married in the same year that we were married. 94. 94. Can you believe that? 94. Isn't that crazy? Tim? It is crazy. And our husbands are 
they almost have the same birthday. Same, almost same birthday, same exact age, almost within yep. just like this couple just days. A couple days. And interestingly, two months before my wedding, my husband was deployed to the Gulf. Wow. Yeah. And it was just a quick deployment. Thank goodness. We didn't know though. And yeah. And he made it back like the week before the wedding. Well, that's good. I'm, we didn't I'm know. glad he made it. We, we didn't, didn't know if he was like, going to make it back. Marrying an airplane somewhere no. over the ocean. We already, we did not send out invitations. This is a funny story for all you like Pinterest brides. Y'all are going to go crazy. We <laughs> did not send out invitations till two weeks before the wedding because we didn't know if he was going to come back. Well, did you have anybody show up? Yes, we had a ton of people show up. (laughs) Okay. I don't know. We just did things different back then. We just did. We just did. Anyway. But it was good. Here we are. Okay. So there's our question. There's our question. If you have a question for us, it can be super silly. It can be a little bit deeper. It doesn't matter. Email us at, and we'll put it in the show notes. Go to the show notes at, what is it? Sojohub.com.com backslash Proverbs. And you can find us, but Proverbs 002, episode two. And download the free resource, ask us questions, and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Sojo Academy, an ongoing membership for Christian women that provides a practical, streamlined spiritual growth plan for every woman. The membership includes mentoring and thriving community, fresh, deep Bible studies every month, prayer support, resources for creative worship, live calls every week, and so much more. We would love for you to check it out at sojoacademy.com and come join this vibrant group of women as we sojourn together. Are there areas in your life where you feel like you need to simplify a bit? My guess is yes. Several years ago, AJ and I identified seven areas that we felt like um, were important to simplify in order to focus on most important things in life and primarily our relationship with God. What we are doing is pulling that out of the vault, and we are doing Simplify Your Life Summer 2024 Edition. We invite you to join us. We are excited about it and look forward to seeing you there. Go check out sojohub.com slash simplify for more information.